Hey everyone, this is Al from Geeks United, and welcome to Mondays with Wanda for WandaVision Episode 6, All-New Halloween Spooktacular. Hey, boys and girls, George Lowe here, voice of TV's beloved Space Ghost Coast to Coast, and it's time now for Geeks United with Bob and Al. Was it good? Different. Not really, but it was at least different. <laughs> Greetings there, everyone. The story of this video is you're not watching You Heard with Heard. You're listening to Geeks United with Al and Bob. You heard? Weird-ass dinosaurs that are ghosts that I have no idea why they're there. Nobody has any idea why there's freaking dinosaurs in the goddamn opening. Like, what the <laughs> is that about? You're about to enjoy Geeks United. With Bob and Al. That sucked. That sucked. It sucked. Hey, friends. It's just me, Al, once again, flying solo. Uh, Reason for that is because Bob just will not listen to my advice. Guy keeps trading his voice to Ursula the Sea Witch, who just keeps turning her back on him and just filling him with false promises. Bob, I keep telling you don't listen to her she is no good but what do i know but that's right bob's voice still has not come back uh so he's just going to be resting it again uh for this week so that leaves me your favorite or second favorite host of geeks united so let's get going on this interesting episode shall we once again like i said in the opening this episode of wandavision is a Halloween special, so we got a lot of fun, good old TV Halloween tropes, so there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, because everybody knows that Halloween specials are the best when it comes to TV series. We start off with a great homage to Malcolm in the Middle's opening credits, so my friends, welcome to the 90s. The pop-punk theme song, the wacky close-ups, anything you could ever ask for, it's, uh, it, they did a good job on this one. It was really, really, really very, uh, 90s family sitcom-ish. So we, uh, are greeted with Billy. He's coming down the stairs, and he's in a Halloween costume. His costume is a cool little shout-out to his, uh, Marvel character, uh, Wiccan from the Young Avengers, so that's kind of neat. He meets up with his brother Tommy, and they go to check on their new wacky house guest, Uncle Quicksilver, who is sleeping on the couch. Uh, As you remember at the end of last week's episode, uh, Quicksilver showed up at the end, but it's not, you know, the original actor from Age of Ultron. It's actually the guy who played him in the Fox X-Men movies, so it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, Quicksilver wakes up, he chases the kids around uh, with his super speed, they're having a grand old time, and all the noise brings down Wanda. Wanda, who is dressed up for the holiday as a Sokovian fortune teller, but we all know that it's actually the classic Scarlet Witch costume that she wore, uh, basically, for her whole Marvel career. And for those unaware, that's Wanda's comic book hero name, the Scarlet Witch, If you didn't know, I don't know why you're watching this show, but pick up a comic book and read it. They're pretty great. 
Uh, they have a quick flashback, like uh, one of those comedic ones that are in Malcolm in the Middle. It's just, or even Family Guy in a way. It's just kind of like a quick cut scene uh, to when Quicksilver and Wanda were kids, and they went trick or treating, and this old woman gave them a pickled herring for a treat. That was kind of funny. Uh, Wanda says she remembers that time a little differently, and Quicksilver says that she's just suppressing her childhood trauma because that's what this show is about: trauma and traumatizing everyone around you also for a quick little interjection here i'm gonna refer to pietro as quicksilver pietro is just a little harder to say for me i don't know i i I have a weird kind of thing going for me where i just don't like calling most superheroes by their their real names it's just i don't know like, like one time when I went to go see X-Men 3, like this woman afterwards was talking about X-Men 3 sucked, by the way. Uh, but she was talking about and she kept referring to Professor X as Charles and Magneto as Eric. And I'm like, stop, man, that's not who they are. Let's just leave that alone. Anyway, back to the show. So now Vision comes down the stairs and in his costume and surprise, he's a luchador. Well, that's what he says he is, but he's actually dressed like his 90s vintage costume uh, that he has for the Avengers. So it's kind of the same color scheme as his look now with the red, the uh, green, and the yellow. But, you know, more vibrant, flat colors and not like, you know, with all the weird kind of veiny looking lines on them. So that's kind of cool. And uh, we also learned that Wanda has a thing for Mexican wrestlers. So, I caramba. Vision tells Wanda that he can't go out with them trick-or-treating tonight because he will be helping the neighborhood watch with stopping the good old Halloween shenanigans of, you know, toilet papering trees and spraying shaving cream all over people. Then we get a uh, classic Malcolm in the Middle cut to Billy. Uh, What he does is he kind of breaks the fourth wall to inform us that Wanda and Vision haven't really been fighting per se, but they've just been acting differently lately to each other. And a reminder that this is Billy and Tommy's first Halloween because they age like fruit flies. So this leads to uh, Quicksilver volunteering to go out with Wanda and the kids. So when he notices he and Tommy don't have costumes, they both rush out and seconds later come back dressed like the Flash. Nah, gotcha. Just kidding. They're actually both dressed like 90s Quicksilver with the crazy feathered flock of seagulls hair like the blue shirt with the silver lightning bolt going down the uh this like you know diagonal on it and so like i mentioned quickly billy is dressed like his young avengers uh character wiccan and tommy is dressed like quicksilver which is a shout out to um you know his young avenger persona speed Uh, this is just a little uh shout out to billy and tommy's comic book versions and if you'd like to know more then you should go uh check out some trade paperbacks of young avengers because it's really kind of comic booky convoluted and a little bit too kind of deep to go into unless you have you know a few hours of time to spare which usually we we kind of don't hear folks let's just admit it and now we are back to the reality of the mcu uh, you see the drone from the last episode, and it's uh, still glowing red from being in Westview and from Wanda's hex powers. And now we also have Hayward as he argues with Monica Darcy and Agent Wu about his methods and how he needed to try to stop Wanda with a missile and actually try to kill her. 
Monica disagrees and said what they should be doing is trying to help Wanda. Hayward then has them removed from the mission as guards come in and take them away. Hayward also makes some jerk comments to Monica saying that her mom was lucky not to see her like this and how she doesn't have the stomach to uh, be part of S.W.O.R.D. or even run it. So while the, yeah, that's kind of a dick move to say the least. Uh, but while the three are being taken away by the guards, then we have Agent Wu and Monica. They kind of, you know, just break loose for them, beat them up, knock them out, and the three of them run off to hide for the time being. So once again, after this quick interlude, we're back to Westview. Once again, this episode is going to kind of go back and forth. This is going to be a staple, I'm assuming, for the rest of the series. So here we are back in Westview. We have the kids uh, are trick-or-treating. Yes, kids. Lots of kids. Kids all over the place running around. It's a lot like, uh, you know, the Halloween scenes in like E.T. or Stranger Things or anything. We just have kids all over the place. Remember how there weren't any kids before? Well, guess what? Now they're everywhere. So Wanda is now talking to Quicksilver about growing up in the orphanage. The thing is about Quicksilver's character here is that he's very self-aware about what he is. He starts saying that he knows that he's being tested and that, you know, he does acknowledge that he does look different than he has before. And he also goes on to take the kids super speed trick-or-treating, which leaves Wanda to say, kick ass. Okay, so that is obviously a little nod to the original Quicksilver who died in Age of Ultron, since the actor who played him, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who was also the actor who played Kick-Ass in the 2010 movie Kick-Ass, which is, it's fun. I, I, I've seen Kick-Ass a few times. I enjoyed it. It's uh, one of those movies that I feel like was being written and completed before the comic book ended since they both are pretty similar and then diverge right at the end. So kind of like a Game of Thrones thing, but oh, both the comic and the movie have their own merits. So that's to say the least. And also a fun fact, Aaron Taylor Johnson also played Lieutenant Brody in a 2014 version of Godzilla. Speaking of that, we will be talking probably about uh, Godzilla vs. Kong when that comes out in March. So stay tuned for that. So while everyone's out trick-or-treating, Wanda actually finds her neighbor, Herb. He's uh, dressed like Frankenstein's monster, and he's working the neighborhood watch for Halloween. He gets uh, noticed that there's some mischief afoot in Westview as the candy is disappearing. All the jack-o'-lanterns are being smashed, and everyone is covered in silly string. Oh, but wait, it's just Quicksilver and the boys playing a good old Halloween tricks with uh, Quicksilver's super speed with them stealing all the candy, breaking all the jack-o'-lanterns, and just spraying everyone with uh, silly string. So as you can tell, Quicksilver and the kids, they get along really well. He's really good with the kids. He's the uh, stereotypical kind of brother-in-law trope role where he's just a bad influence on the kids. But, you know, he has a heart of gold and they love him. So Wanda tells uh, Herb that Vision could probably help him out with all this trouble, to which he replies that Vision isn't on duty tonight. Then it gets a little weird when Herb starts asking Wanda if there's anything he can do for her, and if there's something that she wants changed. Wanda kind of laughs a little awkward, like, Haha, what are you talking about, Herb? And, you know, she kind of does it a few times this episode, especially when she's with Quicksilver. 
So now we cut uh, to Vision, and he's kind of wandering off, just walking down streets, going through town. And uh, But the further he gets away from Wanda, uh, things are getting a little bit more off. Uh, people seem to just kind of be acting a little bit more weird, and he actually comes across uh, this house, and he sees this woman out front who's decorating her house with a Halloween decoration of a ghost. And he also has uh, a man behind her who is kind of like just placing a jack-o'-lantern down. But the thing is, they're kind of doing this on a loop. So the woman keeps looking to hang up the ghost on this wire, but then she moves her hand down, goes back up to put, you know, the ghost to hang up, and then puts her hand down, almost kind of like an animatronic, like a Disney animatronic that you would see in Pirates of the Caribbean. And same with the man behind her, keeps going to put down the jack-o'-lantern, keeps stepping back, lifting it up, putting it down, lifting it up. It's very strange. You know, weird, and you're like, okay, well, whatever, it's just kind of bizarre. But then it gets a little real because suddenly Vision notices, and they show a close-up of the woman's face, that there's just like this single tear just coming out of her eye and slowly running down her cheek. So Wanda's the bad guy, folks. Let's not forget that in any of this. Speaking of getting weird, it's now commercial time again. Last week, we had the one with, um, it was a breakfast cereal or something. So that was cool. Uh, oh, no, no, it was for paper towels, excuse me, but they're at the breakfast table and they spilled juice. But this one is for Yo Magic Yogurt. And boy, is this one <laughs> absolutely messed up. Uh, the commercial is this kid who is stuck on deserted island and he is literally starving. Suddenly, this cool-as-hell 90s surfer shark flies out of the water and gives the kid some really gnarly and radical cool yogurt. Thing is, the kid, he can't open the yogurt. Like, I don't know if the kid's too weak from not eating for a while or if the yogurt's just really hard to open. But then they... Ha it's it, This is all done in claymation, by the way, so this gets a little weird considering you know how creepy claymation can get. So the kid can't open the yogurt and he starves to death. And I'm not even joking. They do this time lapse, like I said, in claymation, where they just show like days and nights passing and the kid just literally just wastes away into a what the hell, man, a friggin skeleton. You, you see him just get like his face get really just skinny and like sunken in to the point where it's just you see the bones and then yeah it's just nothing left and 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 that's how you sell yogurt folks and then they end it with yo magic yogurt the snack for survivors very uplifting right there okay now after the commercial it's nighttime and wanda and the gang are walking past um, a movie theater which is in the background and the movie theater is showing two interesting movies uh the incredibles and the parent trap because Disney, why not? But they don't specify which parent trap, which kind of makes me wonder. So I don't know if it is the original version starring Haley Mills and Haley Mills. Or are we doing the Lindsay Lohan version with Lindsay Lohan and Lindsay Lohan? We will probably never know. But folks, I need answers on this. So Disney, you need to specify which version of the parent trap this is. You can email us at geeksunitedpod at gmail.com with that answer, Disney. We will be waiting. So after all the shenanigans that happened earlier, Wanda made the kids fix all the problems they caused. They gave back all the candy. They cleaned up all the silly string and says Quicksilver is a bad influence on them. He just says that he's doing his part 
as these are my own words. He actually doesn't say this, but as a self-aware character, <laughs> and he lifts off all of those funny sitcom, you know, like I said, brother-in-law tropes of annoying the husband and getting the kids in trouble. So he just kind of lists them all off. Like he's kind of like a Ted McGinley character. Look him up if you don't know who he is. He was a staple in the 80s and 90s when it came to sitcoms. When a sitcom was kind of getting stale and they needed to add someone to the show, they would hire him. He uh, is primarily known for his role as Jefferson Darcy on Married with Children. And he was also, I think, in Revenge of the Nerds, so you might know him from those. Then after that, what Quicksilver kind of says, uh, he says that details of the past are a little fuzzy for him. And the last thing he remembers is actually being gunned down in the Age of Ultron. And then he says that he heard Wanda calling him back because she needed him. So that's why he actually showed up at the end of the last episode. Now, after that, Tommy and Billy, they come back and they tell the adults that they have heard that there's a street giving out full-sized candy bars. Folks, if you don't remember Halloween, this is the Holy Grail, man. Like, you want to find that rich neighborhood that gives out king size or regular size candy because that's the best. That's the best when you would get, like, a full-size or king size candy bar for Halloween instead of, like, those tiny little bite-sized ones, which I think have just been getting smaller and smaller over the years while the price has been going up. Halloween candy prices are pretty ridiculous, and you don't really learn that until, you know, you're an adult. And it sucks. But, hey, what are you going to do? So, after hearing this news, uh, this leads Tommy to suddenly show that he now has super speed himself, just like Uncle Quicksilver. And he runs off and then quickly returns in a quick second with a handful of large, delicious, king-sized candy. So now, one of the kids has powers in a town full of the normies. And as Tommy and Billy go off for some Halloween fun, Wanda reminds them... Not to go past Ellis Street. So then we cut again back out to the camp. And uh, our plucky team of Monica Darcy and Agent Wu, they sneak into a computer lab. Um, an empty computer lab, which I was kind of surprised at. Uh, Darcy finds out that Hayward found a way to actually track what's going on in Westview by reading the decay signature of the vibranium in Vision's body. And he can also use that signal to kind of determine and tell who is in his vicinity around them so after that quick scene now we cut to vision himself and he's walking further and further away from wanda and the center of town now people around him are actually frozen in place and unresponsive at this point it's almost like someone hit pa uh, like a pause button they're just frozen in time like they're waiting for their cue to kind of start moving again uh, he decides to scope out the area, so he decides to fly in the air. And if you've ever seen, you know, a Superman movie, they kind of always do this. Uh, he just flies up into the air. It's almost like he's just getting a sense of what's going around him. He's able to hear what's going on in the busy section of town. But as he kind of, like, turns away from the less action to the rest of the town, it's just it's more and more dead, less people around, and just weirder and quiet. And then out of the corner of his eye he turns and he sees the red tail lights of a car just stopped at an intersection not even moving so he goes down to investigate and behind the wheel who does he find oh but good old neighbor agnes but she's in this uh, catatonic state where she's kind of just 
rambling on about honestly nothing and kind of being lost and doesn't know where she is in a town that she grew up in, which really sets an alarm off in vision. So what he does is the same thing he did to Norm in the last episode is he just kind of gives her like that little electric shock to the temple. And then she wakes up and she just like Norm last week freaks the F out. So she begins to beg vision to help and says that he has to help because he's one of the Avengers. Vision says that he will indeed help her, but this is weird here. Vision has absolutely no idea what the Avengers are. So that makes me wonder what time and place does this vision kind of pick up from Wanda's perspective. It obviously, I don't know. There's really no time now that I'm thinking about it, because when he was made really from the Jarvis, you know, program from Age of Ultron, the Avengers were already established and the program was aware of them. So obviously Wanda just kind of wiped Vision's memory of them or just neglected to put that part of his personality in. So we're going to be finding out more about that. Then Agnes asks Vision if he's dead. She wants to know because Vision himself is dead. 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 So that was weird. Vision has no idea who the Avengers are. And obviously he doesn't know that he is dead. A little freaked out Vision says that he wants to leave Westview because he wants to find out, you know, what's going on, how everything's kind of going with this. And Agnes replies that no one leaves Westview and Wanda won't let them even think about it, which causes her to just start laughing maniacally. So Vision just shocks her back to WandaVision land and she says that, you know, he will fix everything and he will fix this for her. So Vision, he's really kind of through the looking glass here and it's just, it's really sad kind of what's going on with the town of Westview. Like I said earlier in this episode, Vision's the, the, not Vision, Wanda, uh, Wanda is the villain here. She's controlling all these poor people to a point where mentally, who knows what's going on here. And I don't know once this show is over, if she can even go back or what they're going to have to do with this character. Will she be, you know, the next villain of the phase four or whatever, phase five? Who knows? I mean, it's... They, I hope they hopefully have a, an overarching plan for where this is going to end. And considering that this is the Marvel branch of Disney and not the Star Wars branch, I'm pretty sure that they will. So after she stops laughing, she's back to happy, good old Agnes. So, you know, yippee, that's kind of fun. And then she just kind of looks at Vision and. She just says, okie dokie, neighbor, happy halloween And she just kind of drives off in his car, which leads Vision to continue his walk, you know, to the edge of town. Now back to Monica and, um, and her two friends. So Monica and Agent Wu are planning on meeting up with um, an unnamed contact uh, to try to sneak back into Westview. Darcy says that she's going to stay and not go with them. And they said, you know, they'll re- relay back the coordinates where they're meeting, you know, 
after she's done because what she wants to do is she wants to stay there and just try to be able to access like this last hidden file that Hayward has just to find out what is going on here. Now also Darcy tells Monica that she can't go back into uh, to Wanda's Westfield, Westview, excuse me. I don't know why I want to keep calling it Westfield. I really don't, but I do. Why can't Monica go back into Westview? Well, because she's been in there, well, at least through the field twice. And both times that she's gone through, she has been altered at like a molecular level. So this kind of just goes down all the way into her DNA. And who knows what effects that's even having to her. Will this give her superpowers? Who knows? Maybe? We don't know. So, happy Halloween from Westview's Town Square, because we're back in there again. Westview is nice, and Wanda and Quicksilver talk about that as much, and they say, oh, our parents would have loved it here. You know, Wanda's sad, parents are dead. You know, everyone around her, they're all dead. They're not real, or she's torturing them, or they're dead. So it's kind of like a weird version of Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Wandy's, we're going to start calling this, honestly, because... It's really messed up if you just sit there and kind of think about what she's doing. Um, and then Quicksilver kind of goes over everything that Wanda's been doing this whole time with the town. And he just asks her out of nowhere just where she's been keeping the town's kids this whole time. So even though he just showed up, he's kind of like part of Wanda's conscience, kind of her brain that she's trying to kind of deal with. Like, he's some sort of construct that's just made out of her mind. And he's kind of telling her what she wants to hear or what she needs to hear or to kind of get, you know, answers to her to kind of reconcile with things that she's done, it seems like to me. That's just my theory. So he kind of goes over, like I said, what he did. She's, she's given all the, um, like, the residents new lives, you know, new jobs, and even better haircuts, according to Quicksilver, who has still has that crazy flocked flock of seagulls hair going for him. So, yeah, you know, he should be the one really talking about hair, right, folks? Come on now. And this just kind of made me wonder, like, she's supplying them with all this, but where do they go for food? I have yet to see really kind of like a restaurant. I know there's like a downtown square. Maybe there's some like cafes, but I have yet to see like a supermarket or a general store or kind of what. So it's been nine days. Is she just kind of keeping them alive with just her powers or, you know, do they actually have food at their houses or how did they get the lobsters from episode one? In fact, where's Mr. and Mrs. Hart? Where are all those people kind of like, from the first two episodes that just kind of showed up and disappeared. Yeah, I kind of want to know what's going on with them right now. But anyway, that's probably answers in another show. So Wanda asks if what she's doing is wrong. And Quicksilver says that he's actually impressed by it. And he wants to know how she did all this. But the thing is, Wanda doesn't really know. Her powers are kind of just growing. And she just doesn't know how she's doing this at all. And that's absolutely frightening. So after she says that, she kind of turns away from Quicksilver and looks back. And just like Vision from, uh, I want to say, two episodes ago, sees him basically as his dead body. He's 
riddled with uh, like bullet holes. Maybe it was laser holes that he was shot with. And he's pale and gross looking. But it's still, you know, the the like, you know, Fox X-Men movie Quicksilver and not her original brother Quicksilver. And then he just says, oh, are you OK? Yeah, I'm sure she's fine. Absolutely sure that Wanda's fine after, you know, seeing a talking corpse of her brother. Well, slowly kind of losing her sanity with everything that's going on, but she's a-okay. And okay, so after that, back we go again to the MCU, real MCU, to our friend Darcy. She's back in the lab, and she has hacked that last file that she needed, and she ends up emailing it to Agent Wu. No idea what's in the file yet. I'm sure we'll find out next episode, so don't hold your breath for that, because it will be soon. And then from the monitors in the lab, she sees that, you know, from the tracking images and software, that Vision is approaching the barrier. Now they go to him and he's made his way to the barrier and he just starts to like force his way through it and he gets through, but it's like he's being sucked back in to the point where chunks of him are flying off and just being absorbed back into, you know, the hex barrier that's around the town. It's kind of gruesome to see. Very, very appropriate for a Halloween episode, we'll say. So as Vision is also forcing his way through, um, there are sword agents all over the place just kind of watching just to kind of see what happens. Agent Hayward says, you know, oh, he really wants to get out of there. And Darcy runs out seeing them and starts yelling at them, asking them, why aren't they doing anything? But while she does that, she's being, you know, she's like, just let them know, hey, where she is. So she gets restrained and in that process gets handcuffed to a car that's there as well. So after this happens, now we cut to Billy and Billy's powers are now beginning to manifest. And guess what, folks? If... Tommy is like Quicksilver. Billy is just like his dear old mom. So he has her wonderful hex powers and he can sense that something is wrong with his dad. So what he does is he goes and finds Wanda, his mom, and to let her know that something's very wrong and they need to help. So once again, now we cut the vision. He's still being ripped apart. His piece is being sucked back into the barrier and he starts just begging sword to help the people inside. Like once again, folks, Wanda's the bad guy in this. If I, if you haven't been watching, if you, well, in fact, you know, if you've been watching this show and you can't realize that and you think, Oh, maybe she's under some sort of mind control. Then this next scene probably will, should change your mind because now Wanda, when Billy runs up to her, asks her where vision is. Quicksilver suddenly says, this is kind of, once again, he knows what's going on. He says, you know, it's not like your dead husband can die twice. I thought that was funny. Wanda did not. Uh, she just blasts him with a one of her red Scarlet Witch energy bolts and sends him, you know, about flying about 100 yards into a bale of hay. So Wanda uses her powers and suddenly the barrier begins to just expand. And this process, what it does is it saves vision, but it's also sucking people in. 
So as the barrier moves out, we get to kind of see what's going on. And what happens is kind of funny. Uh, you see a helicopter, you know, not be able to make it out in time, and that's turned into a hot air balloon. You see all of the vans and everything for the uh, for the sword agents that are there. There, it, it turns into a literal circus because each soldier, each you know, agent of sword, they're all being turned into clowns at this time. Uh, while Agent Hayward and a few other agents make it to a car and are able to speed off to get away from the barrier, not everyone is as lucky. Same with Darcy. Don't forget, she's chained up to the car. So we don't see what actually happens to her yet. So that's a mystery for next week. Um, also... Um, back to Hayward and he's like speeding away. He's driving away from his life, you know? And so everything around him is being sucked in. They drive past this car lot, like, you know, this car dealership. And as the field expands out, it transforms that car dealership, you know, to be more time appropriate. So basically everyone, this episode ends with everything being transformed into the horror of the 1990s. And that's how the episode ends. Well, what did I think of this episode? I enjoyed it. I uh, Once again, this show has been getting better and better with every episode. I thought that the first uh, few were very, you know, about average. Uh, last week and this week, um, I did prefer this one to last week. I gave last week, I want to say like an eight. Um, I'm going to give this uh, eight and a half sword agent clowns so that works out for me so yeah let's let's go for that um but yeah this was uh, probably the best uh episode of the season it's consistently getting better after the slow start like i said so i really did like it i'm assuming bob would probably give this a little bit higher uh me and bob are kind of you know on different planes when it comes to this but you know we're, we're both consistently still think that it's good but what did you think did you like this episode do you like me hosting solo would you like me to host a solo show? Because I don't know if I would like to. So if you have any thoughts on the show and you'd like to reach out to us, please feel free. Uh, you can reach out to us at Geeks United Pod on Twitter, or you can even email us at GeeksUnitedPod at gmail.com, like I said earlier. Oh, and for those of you who aren't in the know, we are now on Amazon Music. So if you ask your Alexa device, hey, Alexa, play Geeks United with Alan Bob, you should be hearing our wonderful, wonderful, sexy voices. All right, folks. So once again, I get the last word. My final thought is happy Valentine's Day to all the lovers out there. <laughs>